to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Well, good to see each of you. Thanks for being here today. Uh, pretty cool day to come. If you, you may or may not have known this, but today is like the cream de la cream of all days to, you know, just by chance walk in here, all right? It's game day. It's our small group expo. The game day, that's why I'm wearing, that's my college jersey. If you can still wear your college jersey, you should wear your college jersey. Amen. I mean, somebody asked me today, asked me this morning, how old is that? I said, I'm not telling you. <laughs> so just, yeah, just come up with something. But so that, it's got a game day theme to it. It's small group expo. It's brisket. And all the briskets free. There's about 56 total briskets that are being cooked. Pity the neighborhood. Lord, help. Bless their hearts out there. All right. But, but stick around. That starts at 11, okay, which is really quick. They're going to start serving out there. I'm hoping that smell doesn't trickle in here a little bit because y'all are going to get real distracted on me. So uh, I'll try to hold your interest. But, but Mark and Melissa Huff are outside. We want to go there live. You guys hear me? Y'all are out there? They can hear me. We got you, Pastor Jeff. There they are. Welcome. How Tell you me doing, about it, Mark. Who's excited? Who's <laughs> reading some brisket? Come on, y'all. Man, church oh, came on the right great. day today. We've got our fall kickoff going on. Oh, so excited. we got brisket out here. It smells so good. I'm hungry. Melissa, tell them what's happening out oh, here today. There is so much going on. We are so excited. The brisket's out here. It's smelling so good. And all of the small group tables are ready for signups. We have something for everybody. We are so excited. There is pickleball and fantasy football and uh, marriage and freedom. We're just so excited that there's so much to sign up for. So make sure you guys are getting signed up. Pastor Jeff, get to preaching so we can Come get everybody on. out hey, listen, here. y'all, you do not want to miss out. Getting connected. You've been hearing us for weeks talking about getting connected. This is your day. Come get connected in a small group. Come out here and eat some brisket. Yeah. We're just going to have some fun, all right? Let's go, church. Come on, Pastor there Jeff. Go. Get them out here to us, okay? Woo! Hey, Y'all don't worry, Mark will get passionate eventually. I'm just telling you. We're working on it. We're trying to get Mark to get a little more excited about stuff. Mark's so funny. You ever see? I mean, when, when Melissa's speaking, Mark is trying to not move and talk. He's like busting. He's like, he's just jumpy. He's beating the table. It's like, he can't stop, man. It's beautiful. And what in the world? How, when was the last time you saw Cowboys and Packers sit that close together? I don't even know how they're doing that right there. So uh, it's awesome. So that's all going on out there. Uh, at the end, when you dismiss or when we leave here, 
the expo or the small group expo is kind of down this hall by the preschool wing and everything. So you'll make your way out this way because they're all gonna come in. Kate's gonna give you more instructions. They're gonna flood in here and flip this room from worship to a place to grub on some uh, brisket sandwiches in here because we know y'all not gonna sit in the heat, but you're gonna get to sit in the AC. So they're gonna serve there, eat in here, but they'll do all that when we're done in here. But uh, it is, I'm so pumped you're here. I'm glad you're here. Hey, let me say one thing before I pray and jump into the word. Uh, marriage retreat's coming up. We call it the getaway. It's in Glorietta, New Mexico. Uh, it is uh, coming up in October. Sign up date's getting really close to ending, okay? So if you are a married couple and you wanna go to a really fun, cool, dynamic marriage retreat, not like somebody just stands up and reads a book to you. It's like, you should love each other and be nice and help her. No, I ain't going that either, all right? So this is a great marriage retreat. It's in Gloria, New Mexico. The Aspens will be turning colors. It'll be gorgeous. So uh, sign up for that. You can do that through the app. Just download that, click on that, and you can, you can sign up. But the deadline, I think, is next Sunday, Melissa. Is that right? Next Sunday. So you got to get on that really quick if you're going to do that, uh, jump into that. Let me pray for us, and we're going to get in the Word. Father, we love you. Grateful for the time together. Thank you for the church, God. Man, it's just sweet to be here. It's fun to be here. God, I love a church that has life. I love a church that has energy and passion and zeal. Uh, God, I thank you for a church that you're on the move at, God. You're changing lives, changing marriages. You're restoring people, redeeming people. God, you're setting people free, and that's all what you do, man. That's all about you. And so, God, we love you. We thank you. We worship you. We adore you. We thank you in just a little bit that we get to walk out of here and uh, just go out in the parking lot and get some brisket. And, Father, I pray that everyone that passes by this church realizes this church is got something going on, God. I thank you for all the life in this place. I thank you for every person gathered here. I thank you for a beautiful church that's online. And we have a gorgeous church online, and we thank you so much for being with us. And Father, I just pray that you will say our name today above all names in the house, God, that your Holy Spirit will land and speak a word to each one of us, God. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. We adore you. And as we jump into the word, Father, I pray, God, that you will Jump in, speak to us, and God, it would find good soil to, 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 to grow from in Christ's name. Amen, amen. So uh, if you have a word, get in your word, go to Exodus 33, kind of bookmark that a little bit in John 4, okay? Those are the two passages we're gonna spend some time in. So last week, uh, I kind of jumped in. What we're doing is last Sunday and today, I'm setting up really the fall series, as we move into the fall, starting uh, next Sunday, Labor Day weekend, we're going to jump into it. It's about the church, okay? We're going to look at the church, okay? What God intended with the church, what God had in mind when he set the church up. And then the second half of that series, after the marriage retreat, we're going to look at the church today, okay? What, where's the church's role today in this interesting world that we live in, okay? Best way to say that, all right? So we're going to look at that. So last week, we looked at... Um, are we there yet, okay? The famous words of every summer vacation, okay? As soon as we leave the driveway, okay? Uh, but are we there yet? No, we're not there yet as a church. Now, understand, God has done a lot, and he's been faithful, and he's been so good, and God's done a ton here, okay? And we love all that God is doing, and he is not anywhere near being done, okay? So we're not done, he's not done, and we want him to do more. That's what we're after, 
okay? And so we looked at that last week. Today, I wanna simply look at um, really discovering our ID, our identity as a church. If someone were to walk up to you and they say, hey, man, you've been going out to that church in Bushland, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what they're gonna say next? What kind of church is that? That's what I get. When, that, when I'm out at restaurants or different stores, and, and sometimes they know me by my voice because they watch online, they hear my voice. I had a guy at United, they come up to me. <laughs> he really got in my bubble real fast. I was like, okay, <laughs> hi, I'm Jeff, by the way, and you're in my bubble. I didn't say that, but I mean, he was really close. You ever meet the people that just walk up to you and like, dude, that's a little close. Get, get away, you know? And so he came to me. I know your voice. And I said, okay. He said, you, you pastor out in Bushland. And I was like, yes, I pastor out in Bushland. He said, I watch, I watch online, love it. Watch with my mom online, love it, love it, never miss. And he said, uh, what kind of church is that? Now, I know what they're asking. You know what they're asking. When they ask you, you know what they're asking. So they wanna know, do you use the hymnal? Nah, we got the hymnals, right? They wanna know, do you have a choir? Uh, we have a big old choir, right? But we don't have a choir, choir loft, okay? Uh, do you have pews or chairs, all right? We have chairs, we don't have pews, okay? Uh, some people might wanna know if we jump over pews. <laughs> no, we don't jump pews, okay? <laughs> we don't jump, we'll pull a hamstring and, you know, all kind of stuff. We don't jump pews. So some people, there's some people out there like this, they may ask you, do you have snakes? No, we don't have snakes. Probably outside, but we don't have them inside. Because some people think, are you that, are, I mean, because our church, our, our name says the church at Bushland. So it doesn't, doesn't define it with a denomination. We would basically be in what is popular today as a non-denominational church. What they're trying to say is that there's no predominant denomination represented in the church. But really what's really happening out here and in most non-denominational churches is it's a denominational church. Because when I look at our church, there's a ton of denominations represented. You know, all of us are recovering from some denomination, amen? <laughs> it's not AA out here, but, but, but we're close, okay? All right, we, sometimes we do have to sit in a circle and hold hands, but we're gonna get through it, okay? All right, and I'm there to help you. And so, so we have, our, our name doesn't really define us, but, but people still wanna know what is the church at Bush and what kind of church is it, okay? And so it, it's very important that you can explain it because I'm looking at, okay, the best commercial for the church at Bushland. The best advertisement is you. Everywhere you are, you're being the best advertisement for the church. You might be thinking right now, whew, that was a really bad week for me from the church standpoint. <laughs> All right, well, you got next week, okay? So do better, okay? But, but we're the best advertisement for the church. And so I think for us, I want to help you understand who we are. Who are we as a church, okay? And so let me take you to some scripture that kind of I'm mean, gonna kind of set it up and kind of roll through it, and then I'm gonna do what you came to do and dismiss you to brisket, okay? So Exodus chapter 33, uh, if, if you were to ask me who in Scripture that you kind of relate to the most or 
similarities to. To me, for me personally, it's Moses. When I look at Moses in scripture, I, 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 um, I got a lot of Moses in me. <laughs> and so in Exodus 33, uh, if you remember the account of this, God is asking Moses to lead his people to the promised land, okay? Now, many times in that route, uh, God asked Moses to do that. Moses probably questioned, <laughs> you want me to lead these crazy people to that promised land? Oh, Lord. All right, and so some of you can relate to Moses, okay? I relate to Moses. I'm not calling y'all <laughs> crazy. I'm just saying, okay? It's not what I mean. I don't hear what I'm not saying, okay? But, but he asked him to do it. He says, I, I want you to lead my people. And, and so this conversation, and I want to pick up, this conversation happens in Exodus 33 between God and Moses, okay? Because I did 18 years of student ministry. We came out to the panhandle when, at that time, the church at I mean, the San Jacinto Baptist Church, which is now the church at Quill Creek, called us out, Melissa and I out, to do uh, student ministry. And for four years, I did youth ministry there. And then I became basically an associate pastor over young adults. I called it pastor in waiting, but I couldn't say that around my pastor because <laughs> I like to be employed. And so, um, so that's kind of my route. And then we lived in Bushland that whole time, and I drove in Amarillo. And so this church uh, became available or opened up and they approached us about coming and pastoring out here. But this was kind of my dialogue uh, with God those two years while I waited on the opportunity to be a senior pastor. I knew I was gonna pastor one day, and I knew that. I knew God had called me there. I knew I had grown to that point. And so this is kind of where I find myself. And this is my prayer. Even when I was on staff at Quail Creek, uh, this was my prayer for the church. And this, I want you to pick up with me. This is the conversation he has with Moses about leading his people. And there's a, you know, Moses wants to know who you're going to lead, who you're going to send with me. Yeah, you told me to lead these people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so verse, some of y'all's conversations with God kind of sounds like that sometimes, I'm sure. But verse 14, Exodus 33, 14, listen to what, the, what he says here. The Lord replied, my presence hmm, will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence doesn't go with us. Do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? That is an enormously good question. Enormously good, okay? Great question for your family too. What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? I wanna stop there before we get to 17 and 18. When I read this and I began to read it, I just said, God, mm, that's the church I want. That's the kind of church I want. I want that kind of church. I want the church mm, that knows it's nothing unless you show up. I want the church that hungers and thirsts daily for the presence of God. I want the church that, it, that you are enough for that church. They don't have to have the greatest carpet, best pews, best lighting, best sound, best building, biggest building, all this stuff. All they really want is you, and that's enough. God, I want the opportunity, man, if you give me favor to lead a people that is so in love with you, man, they'll attack hell with a water gun. I want to lead that kind of church. <laughs> 
I want that kind of church. I want everyone that walks into this church to feel welcomed and loved by the king. No matter where they are, how jacked up they are, muffed up they are, it doesn't matter. Just may they walk into the presence of God. Because listen to me, church, and you know this. Unless he shows up, mm, nothing happens. That's just the bottom line. We should have stayed home watching NFL today. Right? I mean, we should have. It's not on yet, but a couple of weeks it will be. Right? But unless he comes, why meet? And if we don't want him to come, hmm. <laughs> then why are we coming? Can't you do this at home? There's just something about coming to the church, coming with hunger, coming with a thirst. It says, God, just come and meet with us. Meet with us, God. If you don't come and meet with us, we, woo, we're, we're nothing if you don't meet. We need you, Father. We need you. And so this church right here has grown over the years to a church that hungers and thirsts for the presence of God. If you were here Wednesday night, mm, woo, that night of praise was powerful. Okay, powerful, amen. Go ahead, I'm saying. It was thick, thick in here. I'd have hated being a lost cat in here. That cat would have been saved. <laughs> Different cat that night, all right? I'm just saying, some of y'all are like, I'd have a cat at my house that needs to be saved, all right? I don't know if there's hope for cats in that model, but I'm just saying. So, but, but the presence of the Lord is, is, is just incredible, man. When you walk in and when you feel, when God shows up, when God falls and his presence falls, man, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it, man. And that's what this house is. This house has become a house that is in love with the presence of God. That's all at once. And it's a credit to you as a church because it starts with you because we're technically the church. Me and you make up the church. I'm a church, you're a church. He's coming back to get the church. He's, he's leaving this building, but he's getting us, amen? And so when we come together, we make a corporate body called the church at Bushland, okay? All right. But, but I wanna lead a church that, that hungers for the presence. Look what else he says. And the Lord said to Moses in verse 17, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Let me help you with something. God didn't have uh, the early stages of Alzheimer's at this point. He did not forget that was Moses. He knew that was Moses, okay? What he is saying is, hmm, I'll do the very thing you've asked because I know you by name. He said, I'll do the very thing that you have asked because I know your heart, I can trust you. It's one thing for us to trust God. It's another thing for God to trust us. Hmm, let that sit for a little bit. See, I know I can trust God. But the question that must be answered is, can God trust me? Can God trust me as a husband? Maybe can God trust me as a wife? Can God trust us as a couple? Can God trust me? Because if we want God to do the very thing that we want him to do, it may not be, a, the, a, the question may not be whether, you know, we can trust God, but can God trust us to do it? And so I said, God, I want, I want to pastor that kind of church. Look what he says. Then Moses said to him, hmm, now show me your glory, baby. That's what we've been saying from day one. God, show me your glory. Remember, we started with about maybe 18, 20 people. There wasn't many, okay? And we've become a pretty good-sized house, okay? Remember, there was a service like this before y'all. So there's a lot of people here, okay? 
And it, it's not about me. It's not about my staff. It's not about elders. It's not about nothing. It's just about Jesus. That's the only thing we chase. And the glory is his. Everything is show me your glory. And I'm not done with his glory. I don't know about you and me, but I'm like, bring some more glory to the house. All right? I want to see more and more of that. So we, so we got to that point. Uh, 08, 2008, when we came, okay, and, and we started growing. We were First Baptist Church Bushland at that point, or as some people said, Bushland Baptist, all right? That's just so country. That's just fun to say. You just got to say that, okay? I probably don't say it right, but I think you should have a piece of straw hanging out your mouth when you say that or a little bit of bark or something. But Bushland Baptist, our First Baptist Church in Bushland, that's what we were when we took the church in 08. As we began to grow, uh, we just said, God, just come. Just come. Uh, your presence is what we desire. We want to see you move. We want to see your glory. And God started doing just an incredible work, man. I mean, an incredible work. I mean, it was awesome. So what was happening was people were uh, inviting their friends to come, and they said, man, I go out to First Baptist Bushland, and man, it is awesome. God's presence lands every week. He just changes lives. God's doing great things. And they're all looking at him like, uh-uh, I ain't going to no Baptist church. And I'm like, hmm. So they would come to me and say, Pastor, I'm inviting all my friends and stuff. They don't go to Baptist churches. I'm like, well, I understand. I grew up Baptist. I love being a Baptist. I have great Baptist heritage. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Love every bit of it. But I get what they say. You know, some people don't want to come to Baptist church. Okay, I get that. All right? Some people don't want to come to other denominations either. And so we, I just said, just keep, just keep inviting them, keep inviting them. So then people would come, and on the way out, they, Melissa and I were over there, and they would greet Melissa and I coming out of the service, and they would say, oh, enjoy the service. Pastor, thank you so much. Love the church. Love the energy, la, la, la. And then they'd say, come here. I said, what? By the way, this ain't no Baptist church. And I was like, okay. Yeah, probably not a Baptist church. And so that's how we were. And so here's what I know about this. If you have to explain your name, you probably need a new name, right? And so I was spending most of my time at coffee shops with people trying to say, you know, we're really not Baptists, but we're not jumping pews and handling rattlesnakes either. So, you know, we're kind of in between. They're like, I don't know what in between means. They're like, in between, dude, it's not hard. Okay, so somewhere in between. So, So as I began to sit with that, okay, I said, God, who are we? We're not really Baptists, but we're not, you know, jumping pews either. So where are we? And he says, Jeff, just, just be the church. It's not complicated. I was like, just be the church, not complicated, you know? And I was, comp- you ever overcomplicate things? Mm-hmm. I was trying to come up with these names that nobody has. I'd Google these names, like, you know, this and that, and nothing was sticking. Then he said, just be the church. And so one day, I was reading in my Bible, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. You know, the GE Power Company? That's how I memorized them. <laughs> See, some of y'all are going to know those books because of that. I'm telling you, that stuff is stick, man. The GE Power Company. That's how I got it, man. I, I never butchered those the rest of my life. And so I was reading... And, and Paul's writing to these churches. That's what he's writing to, okay? And he's writing to them, and he says, to the church at Galatians, to the church at Ephesus, to the church at Philippi, to the church at Colossae. And I was like, it's pretty cool. And then he would go on to say, don't lose what you got. You got my presence. 
I come. You see, lives changed. There's not much to your location, but what you got, don't lose. And I was like, Ruh-oh. I know what we're about to be called. You see, people don't vacation the bushland. Let's just be honest. You don't put that in, hand it to your boss, and he's going to look at you like, dude, you're now unemployed because you're retarded, okay? Uh, people don't come to Bushland, Texas to go on vacation, okay? Unless you're in the, trying to find trees. But, but, but listen to me. It's not a, I love Bushland. I love the location of Bushland. I love the people of Bushland. I love everything about Bushland. But it is not this big stop with Bucky's on the corner. Cowboys play down here. Rangers play down here. And there's a big water park. And there's this hotel. And I mean, we don't have all that stuff. Just a bedroom community on the west side of Amarillo that God decided to show up at. Amen. That's it. And so God said, hey, there's not much to your location, but there's much to your church. So be the church worthy of my return. And I was like, yep, Exodus 33, Jeff. If your presence doesn't go with us, don't send us up from here. Because if your presence doesn't go, what's going to distinguish us from all the other churches on the face of the earth? So if you got the presence of God in your house, then be the church worthy of his return. And so henceforth, we became the church at Bushland. The location doesn't mean that much. It's not even a big deal. But you know what is a big deal? The capital T for the and the capital C for church. Because our job is be the church, amen. Not just be the church, but have church, amen. And when that happens, woo, people are going to want to be here. Because here's what doesn't, doesn't get old. Jesus draws a crowd. <laughs> he just does. And he still does. Amen. And so that's how we became the church at Bushland. I know people, they're they funny. They come up to me sometimes at restaurants and go, the church at Bushland, huh? <laughs> kind of cocky, isn't it? I was like, kind of cocky, isn't it? It's not really what I say. It's what I'm thinking, all right? So trying to tell my flesh not to do that. But, but I get it. They're like, so is there not another church in Bush? And I'm like, there's another church in Bush and there's a church of Christ down the road. Well, how they feel about that. I said, I don't know. I don't know. You can go ask them. I don't know. But what do you mean by the church? Like, y'all better than anybody else? No. We're just, we're just chasing after God. But we're trying to be the church worthy of his return, because if he's coming back to get to church, why not be the church? Amen? It's pretty simple, all right? And so they, I don't know if that helps them, but that's what I say to them. So, so if you were to take all that, Exodus 33, that little bit right there that I just shared with you, if you, if you walk up to me today and you say, Pastor, what, what is the number one text? What is the Bible verse that tells us who we are? If, you're, if, you're, if someone were to come up to me and say, what kind of church is the church at Bushland? If, if you could give me a, a Bible verse, a text for the church, what would it be? I said, John chapter four. John chapter four. I want you to go there. I want you to see it. We're gonna end with this. And then I'm gonna let you tear up some brisket, all right? John chapter four. If you don't know, if you're not familiar with John chapter four, this is the encounter of the woman at the well. She's a Samaritan woman, all right? All right? She's, she's not in a good place in her life. She's, she's not happy where she is. She's not happy with who she is and all this other stuff. She has had five husbands, okay? She is living with a man currently. 
all right? She comes to the well to draw water at a time of the day that no one ever comes. Very hot, middle of the afternoon. Nobody comes when it's hot because they got to walk to get there and then they got to carry it back. See, she's, she's not happy with who she is at all, okay? She's got this God-sized void in her heart from creation that only Jesus feels. And she's tried to plug five guys there and she's trying to plug this poor guy there right now. And they ain't gonna do it. She's gonna have seven, eight, nine, ten. 10 if she keeps it up. Because things that were created don't fill that void the creator does. That's for somebody in here or online. Nothing the world has will fill that void. Only Jesus. And until we realize that, we're not gonna be satisfied. We're not gonna be whole. We're not gonna be right, all right? We're gonna continue to dance to the world's music and chase things the world wants us to chase, and every one of them is gonna be empty. And this is this woman, okay? And this dialogue between Jesus and this woman takes place. And I want you to see it because you wanna see church. Woo, this is church. I want you to watch this. <laughs> I was about to read to y'all Exodus. Preacher need to flip his Bible, all right? So I got lost in that moment, all right? Look at uh, John 4, verse 21. This is where it, it picks up. You can go back later this afternoon if you want to and read the front, front of this. But John chapter 4, verse 21, Jesus declared, believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. Woo, that's powerful. We worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. If you have your own Bible, circle those, put a box around that. That's a big deal. Worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. Mm. Verse 25, the woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ, he's coming. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Now watch this answer by Jesus. First drop mic answer in scripture. Just saying, watch this answer. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. Woo, that's it. I who speak to you am he. That is powerful. She didn't even know she was talking to Jesus. She did in verse 26. That's the moment you needed to see her face. First drop mic in scripture, all right, right there. Every single day, the pursuit of this church is to be a spirit and truth church a spirit and truth church. We want the Holy Spirit to have freedom to do what it wants to do, okay? Ne never tell the Holy Spirit you can go this far, but you can't go any further. 
Holy Spirit's the greatest gift ever given to us from Jesus. He is the Spirit, all right? Let the Holy Spirit move. Let the Holy Spirit have freedom. Give Holy Spirit room to do what he wants to do. He'll do much more than you could ever think or imagine. He'll blow you away. Let the Holy Spirit have his place. But you better be a true, you better be a church that is established and grounded on the truth of God's word. Listen to me. This right here has got to be your anchor. You, you, you can have all the spirit you want, but if all the spirit is producing you is not backed by the word of God, it's emotional fluff and you can keep it. I don't care if you can jump seven pews, nine pews, or 11 pews. I'll clap for you on every one of them, all right? But listen to me. I can't find that in the scripture. All right? I know there was a snake in the garden. God can handle the snakes because God made the snakes. Put the snake down and kill it because there ain't no good snake except a dead snake, all right? We're not here to do all these spirit stuff, all fluff and emotion and no word. I don't know. That's not what Jesus said. He said, I don't want the church that's all emotional with all the fluff and all the hype and all that junk. I want that if it's led and comes from the truth of God's word and is grounded in the word. See, I'm a good old Baptist boy who knows the word, but I fell in love in college with the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit is alive and well in my life. And I want the Holy Spirit to have freedom in the church to do what it wants to do. And I'm not gonna tell it how it can and cannot do it. I want the Spirit to move. But we're always gonna be a church that's grounded in the word of God, right? Jesus said in his word, the Father said, I will come to the church that is what? A spirit and truth church. He said, if you want a recipe of what kind of church to go to, go to the church that models what Jesus said he'd visit. He said in his scripture in John chapter four, these are the kind of worshipers that what? The father seeks. Unless the father in his presence shows up in the house, why have church? Because you're not having church. Unless Jesus comes, you're not having church, you're having a gathering. I can have a gathering at Tootin' Totem. I can have a gathering at the football field. I can have a gathering at a bar, at a restaurant, or something else. I can have a gathering at a lot of things. But I don't want to have just a gathering. I want to have church. And when you have church, it takes Jesus to show up to have church. And that means the Holy Spirit's got to be present because why? Because what? Jesus is the Holy Spirit. Amen? And you got to have the Word of God there. Why? Because Jesus is the Word. He became flesh and dwelt among us. So I'm going to say something to you. This church right here, if you want to buckle us down, if you want to break it down, if you want to shuck the corn down to the cob, if you want to explain what kind of church we are, you that church in Bush, you know what kind of church they are? They're a John chapter 4 church. They're a spirit and true church. <laughs> Simple. What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is this. Jesus said, this is the kind of church that I will come to. If Jesus won't come to your church, you shouldn't either. I'm, I'm, I know that's strong, but I'm passionate about the church. If you haven't picked up on that. I'm passionate about it, but I'm equally passionate and more passionate about Jesus. And Jesus simply took the church and shucked it down real simple. He said, Pastor, get out of the way and create a house that I can come to because I'm spirit and I'm truth. 
And if you build a church and have a church that is spirit and truth, I will come. And when I come, I change everything. I'll change marriages. I'll change daddies. I'll change mamas. I'll change boys and girls. I'll change everybody. Because no change happens unless I'm there. And all change has to happen when I'm there. And so this house right here, the church at Bushland, <laughs> locations are relevant, but the church isn't. We're a church. There's a John 4 church. Why? Because that's the church Jesus said he's coming to. And if Jesus doesn't come to your church, you probably shouldn't either. I want him to come. And he says right here, this is what I'm seeking right here. See, God's not missing. We are. We are. We don't have to go looking for God. He's not missing. Never see a missing person for God, okay? Won't be one. God says, come to the church, the spirit and truth. You come. I'll be there. I'll meet you. I'll change you. Amen. This right here, brisket eating church, uh, is a church that is spirit and truth. Always will be. Always will be. All right. If people say, what kind of church is a church at Bushland? You simply look at them and say, it's a John chapter four church, spirit and in truth. Holy Spirit has freedom. Word of God is our anchor. We're a word church, but we're a spirit church. That's what God said he'll come to. That's the church we wanna be, amen, amen. I'm gonna invite you to stand, church. If this is the first time for you to come into the house, Welcome to church, amen. That's who we are, spirit and true church, right? Church with energy, with passion, with zeal. We have life, it's everywhere. About to go see a whole bunch of life, okay, all right? Stick around, eat brisket, it's all free. All that meat, 56 briskets, free. It's all yours, all right? Fellowship, break bread together. The fruit of the church is Acts 2. Y'all know that? Acts 2, that passage, that's the fruit of the church. And what did it say they did? They broke bread. <laughs> that's about what we're about to do is break some bread. Amen. All right. We're about to get our grub on. Brisket sandwiches, all that stuff is waiting on you. I'm killing y'all. I know that. Okay. I'm killing myself too. I've been here since six. Okay. So, so what I'm saying is that's this church. Go have church. Meet people. Sit with people. Get to know people. Introduce yourself to people. Welcome into the church. Okay, spirit, truth, church, John chapter four. Now you know who you are. Go tell everyone, all right? Let me pray for us. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for life. Mm, thank you for life. Thank you for life in the church. Thank you for the church, God. I pray that we will always be the church worthy of your return, God, that we always look like you. God, that we'll always be a spirit-filled church and a word anchor-based church that we're that our, that's our rock. And God, that we will always be that because you said, that's the church I'm coming to. And God, you're welcomed here to come. We love you and we thank you. Thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, move now in Christ's name. Amen, amen. Let's worship. If you need to come, you come. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church at Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.